3: I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to The Tom Sumner Show.
4: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. We've got a, uh, a very packed and and pretty topical show in store today. Coming up in the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk about Asian-American violence with uh, um, mental health specialist and therapist Ed Hill, who is a... Uh, Of Asian descent. He's also a comedian, so it'll be interesting to see what his take is uh, professionally on all of this. And uh, during the second hour of our three hour tour, we're going to talk with the uh, former uh, Attorney General from Tennessee uh, about um, a a, uh, commission uh, or coalition, rather, that he's part of, which is uh, called. Let's see if I get this right. The Keep Nine Coalition, which is urging President Biden's court commission to consider a constitutional amendment to ban court packing. Uh, the uh, former former Tennessee Attorney General is Paul Summers. He'll be joining me by phone coming up in the second hour of our three-hour tour. We're also going to uh, acknowledge and squeeze in a little bit uh, Uh, Kind of a hat tip, if you will, uh, to President Biden's first 100 days with some excerpts from uh, his speech last night to Congress and the uh, GOP response from um, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott will have uh, just uh, just some highlights from. From those two uh, speeches last night, and also we're going to acknowledge that it is the tenth uh, anniversary, I believe of uh, William and Kate with a uh, a funny interview I did with uh, Al Muscovito um, from the old Dick Purton show where he played uh, the Queen of England and <laughs> did an imitation of the Queen of England and uh, Uh, talking about the uh, Will and Kate uh, wedding, if you will. We're going to squeeze all that in, but first, this uh, first hour of the show, yesterday on Armchair Politics, we talked about uh, some comments from the Chief Executive Officer of the Genesee Health Plan about uh, Genesee County uh, Board of Commissioners' um, considerations of a replacement for the millage-funded Genesee Health Plan. I want to point out that Genesee Health Plan is a sponsor of the program, and uh, my guest this hour has been on the show many times to give us updates and talk about how things are are uh, evolving with the Genesee Health Plan. We're going to do that again with the President and CEO of Genesee Health Plan, Jim Milanowski, who joins me by phone. Hi, Jim. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Tom. Good morning.
5: The rest of your show sounds a lot more interesting than me.
4: <laughs>
5: so uh <laughs> well it's, so I'll it's have to stay tuned for that, but yeah, I'm glad to be back with you
4: It's a uh, you're coming through a little bit loud at your end. I don't know if you have any control of, over that, but it's uh i can
5: I can uh, get get a little bit away from the phone if that helps
4: okay it's just it's distorting a little bit. I can turn the All volume right, okay. down here, but uh it's it was coming through a little bit hot um but uh <laughs> Uh, speaking of hot... <laughs> maybe I'm
5: fired up this morning.
4: Well, maybe maybe that's it. Um, uh, the last two Wednesdays on Armchair Politics, we talked about stories that involved uh, the Genesee County Board of Commissioners and the Genesee Health Plan and a contract between the two. Um, before we talk about uh, how the health plan and the board of commissioners have gotten onto different pages about this. Can we first set up for listeners a little bit about the, the structure and, and how the Genesee health plan and the County board are connected or not connected? How, how does that, what, what is the structure there?
5: Well, I think that goes back actually to 2006. Um, when the, uh, when the Genesee Health Plan and the Board of Commissioners uh, approved to get on the November 2006 ballot, uh, the healthcare services millage. And, and so that was passed in 2006 and has been renewed in 2012 and then just recently in 2018 so uh there is an original uh agreement with the county that was signed in 2007 and has been amended uh, 17 or will be 17 times uh, this year on you know getting those millage dollars, what those millage dollars are, and then um, and the way that we get paid uh, to get receive those millage dollars. Uh, and what services, in the original agreement, what services we would provide uh, um, for Genesee County residents. So it's been more of an agreement that we crafted together back in 2006, the Board of Commissioners, Genesee Health Plan, and the Genesee County Health Department. It's a three-way agreement between all three of those parties.
4: And and now just recently, um, the the county board... Uh, Genesee County has been paying for health care for Genesee County jail inmates and recently uh, they came up with some kind of an agreement or added something to an agreement that basically would ask Genesee Health Plan to absorb those costs and that is correct and and w- w- the first thing i wonder is did this come just completely out of the blue no tom we've been
5: uh... the, the county first uh, county commissioners first approached me in november of two thousand nineteen uh... And, and basically said, you know, we, we have a deficit here. We, we would like to use some of these health care services millage to help cover that uh, county deficit. And and when I explored that more with them further, it, they wanted us to cover the um, inmate services at the county jail that that are currently being provided.
4: Is there a dollar amount to that?
5: it's three million dollars Tom
4: okay so we get
5: uh, nine million from that uh, health care services millage that we use to you know for uh, providing a health care coverage for the uninsured so yeah that they have a vendor right now that provides 24 hour seven day a week uh, um, um, medical uh, care for inmates at the county jail
4: and and what they're looking to do is to Pass off that responsibility to the health plan at the health plan's expense uh, to save $3 million on the county budget, which you know to most people would sound fairly reasonable, but that makes up a third of your operating expense. And let me ask a little bit about the millage dollars. Um, I, 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 my eyes glass over a little bit when I start talking about budget things, Jim. So, bear with oh, me. Oh, that's okay. Mind <laughs> you too, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, ba- but, bear with me. My understanding from from my years working in nonprofit organizations <laughs> that if you raised money for a particular thing, that money became uh, designated for that particular thing and became separate and couldn't be used for anything other than that. Does it work the same way with a millage where for example you go to the uh, Genesee County voters and say we're gonna do this this and this and we're asking you to support it at this dollar amount level. Once the voters agree to do that is that money then locked and can't be used for anything else?
5: Well, there there certainly is a difference of opinion. We, we feel that there is legal precedent for those dollars, to, like you said, to be locked in. When we can't have campaign now three times, a uh, county-wide uh, campaign, I put on a campaign hat and and run a political campaign, basically, to get this passed we 're very clear with the voters uh, on what we cover, so it 's an outpatient type of coverage it 's a to see uh, have a primary care doctor to have specialists to have um, prescription drug coverage and labs and x rays mental health dental those are the things that we um, that we uh, promised the voters uh, back in two thousand and six two thousand and twelve two thousand and eighteen. And th- those are the things that we cover. We don't use this, um, millage for our operations, my salary, the staff salary, the building here on Linden Road. Uh, we don't use that. We, the, the millage pays for that medical care that Genesee County, uh, uninsured receive, uh, um, and, 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 re- and have for the, since 2007 when this millage first went through.
4: I know that that voters in the city of Flint, for example, were a little bit surprised when they passed a police millage a few years ago that was then uh, used not to hire more police officers as had been promised during the campaign phase. Um, instead using it to cover grant money that expired to continue to fund the existing officers. And I think voters felt a little bit like they'd been the victim of a shell game. Um, do you have concerns that if uh, somehow the the millage dollars get co-opted for something else like um, shoring up the county budget that uh, that might impact uh future passage of the millage oh very
5: very very worried about that tom uh so that you know that's why we for the last two years have been trying to negotiate and and try to work this out with the county and trying to figure out are there. services at the jail that, you know, are like Genesee Health Plan services because we are very worried not only about our millage but about any other millages that are out there and, and um, you know, what it, I agree with you. you. We have always been transparent and honest with the voters on what we cover and uh, it's hard then to come back and run a campaign. Uh, our next millage is up in 2026. So, what will that be like if, if uh, dollars uh, have been shifted and they weren't aware of that in 2018 when they, they when they um, reapproved this uh, healthcare services millage?
4: How long is uh, how long do you have before the millage comes up again?
5: It's at 2026 is when it expires. And normally go like the year before and, and and get that passed. So it's it's a few more years.
4: Okay, I I knew that that this time it
5: uh, it's a seven. It's usually like a seven year millage, and it it we went in two thousand eighteen, and it wasn't up till two thousand nineteen in that go around.
4: Okay, all right, yeah, uh, Jim, I have to take a short break here. Can uh, can you stand by for a few minutes so we can talk some oh, more absolutely. about this? great. My guest yep. is uh, Jim Milanowski. He is the. Uh, CEO of the Genesee health plan we're gonna let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break if you're uh, streaming us at Tom program dot com we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial, don't click that mouse. We will be right back.
0: Hello out there everybody. It's me, Tigger, T-I-Double G that spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs>
6: This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
4: Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with the CEO from Genesee Health Plan, Jim Milonowski. Uh Jim, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that.
5: Oh, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Um, Jim, in the last segment, we were just kind of setting up a little bit uh, about uh, the issue at hand between the genesee county board and uh the genesee health plan um is there and and, and this really revolves around the the county board having a budget deficit and trying to look at the health care services they provide for jail inmates um and and perhaps handing that off to the genesee health plan saving the county three million dollars a year um is there any philosophical or or mission related reason why that couldn't be done in some way if if the money could be found
0: well
5: uh for one thing when in 2007 when we developed the, the original agreement it it's it prohibited uh um care for the, for inmates in there because uh, the Genesee County Genesee County has a statutory requirement to pay for those services. They get dollars from the state, and um, for inmate care, and uh, they've been paying these uh, this care all all along. So, in the original agreement, it was forbidden because. Uh, Genesee Health Plan is that type of, it covers those gaps. It covers people that don't have healthcare or health care or access to health care. It covers things like dental for seniors and veterans who don't have dental. It, it It's what it's used for. For example, uh, we don't cover family planning. Uh, the county gets dollars for that and we don't cover that uh, because that would be a duplication of effort. So I, I think that's one of the philosophical differences with with what the, they're proposing. I think the other thing is is, is the whole twenty four hour, seven day nursing type of arrangement that's th- the currently at the jail. We do not cover inpatient care at the hospitals. We don't cover nursing care. We don't, pro- pro- which is all twenty four hours, seven day a week. We don't cover things like mental health inpatient. And it's not because we don't think those things are important and certainly uh, medical services with inmates at the jail are, are very important and very crucial. It's just that, that those healthcare services millage dollars are very finite and if we cover expensive 24-hour, seven-day-a-week care, then we won't be able to cover things like doctor's visits and prescriptions and, and those things that we've covered for people all along. Something has to give. You either have to have less people on the plan or less um, things that are covered uh, medically-wise for people if you take money and put it in, a, in another direction.
4: Now, one of the things that's been suggested they've uh, the the county board on uh, April 15th um, prepared a request for proposal uh, proposals <laughs> for organizations um, to compete to to become the uh, provider of the services that Genesee health plan provides um, and I'm a little bit confused by that are there organizations that qualify to do what Genesee Health plan does and can they even switch providers given the the millage nature of uh, of the funding and what's in place through 2026?
5: Well, those are all very good questions, Tom. I, I, I'm not sure if there's other uh, vendors out there. The, one of the issues is I don't think the county, because they've had a lot of turnover with commissioners, I, I, I don't think they understand quite what we do. We contract with over 200 primary care providers. We contract with the three hospital physician organizations and their systems. We, uh, we contract with over 200 specialists in in, in the county. Our members can go. They pick a primary care physician, and they can go to them. Um, it, it's the, the bid out is very confusing to us that, that they're proposing because it's that, that healthcare services millage is a finite dollar amount. It's you know it's not like uh, you can say well we're gonna pay, unless they feel like another vendor can pay providers less. Um, or or offer uh, to do a different kind of network for people. I just worry about people losing coverage or not being able to see the doctor that they've been going to or uh, have limited access to medical services because someone's coming in who thinks they can, in the county, feels that they could run things better in, in their eyes and not know exactly the type of benefit and levels of care that uh, members currently have in, in Genesee County.
4: What is the Genesee Health Department's role in all this?
5: I, I, they are the, the department uh, at the county that is is basically uh, responsible for the administration of the uh, the healthcare services millage. Uh, uh, the care services millage could not be uh, at at the time in two thousand six could not be given to a private nonprofit. Uh, so um, so it really comes into the county and it really comes through the county health department as the administrator of of that millage so in technicality we aren't even the administrator we are really the uh really the conduit how how uh members get enrolled how members get uh, into healthcare coverage and then uh, really making sure that the providers in the community are paid uh, through a claims you know a claims based system
4: well, in the previous segment, Jim, you said something about the you know twenty four seven nursing care, for example, for uh, the county jail. Wouldn't that be something that the uh, the health department should provide or oversee?
5: Right now, those uh, um, the care that's done at the jail is is is. Um, administered by the sheriff's department so um i'm not sure you know how that was determined or or why the county but uh, or the health department is and i don't know the answer to that tom but uh right now the county sheriff's office is in control of the jail
4: um and i'm not trying to put you on the spot jim i i um oh no i i uh I'm just curious about some of these things, like when you sure. asked or you mentioned uh, sort of parenthetically that the state provides dollars to the county for use for county jail inmate health care. Correct. Um, is, is it is it not enough to cover it? And, and why wouldn't the the county just go to the state and say, you know, we need more?
5: Well, I imagine it's not enough. I don't. I've never been given the amount that the county gets uh, for inmate care from the state. Um, I think other counties are in the same position. Other counties have uh, looked at inmate care and and do different things. They have different arrangements, um, and. Uh, I would imagine it is expensive and I I can imagine that uh, you know it it, I'm sure the dollars don't cover everything that needs to be covered Um, but I don't know what that dollar amount is Um, so that would be one of the interesting parts because we certainly would not want to duplicate again dollars that are received for inmate care
4: Um, so where where do things stand now Jim Um, you know, is Genesee Health Plan um, g- going to send in a, a proposal uh, to be considered to do what they're already doing? Well, we, first <laughs> of all, don't... I know that sounds a little silly, but, you know, and I don't yeah, mean it.
5: Too. I... Those are absolutely your words, but yes, yeah it is um, well, first of all, we don't even have an agreement signed for this year. Um, we've been working without an agreement since October of two thousand and twenty, um, and there there was a a promise made that we would have an agreement um, if we sat down and tried to discuss and and uh, see what kind of uh, services possibly at the jail that we could look at. And I actually met with the jail vendor In March uh, about a month ago and sat down for the really for the first time and learned what kind of services are done at the jail and who does them what kind of staffing does them and and so I got a feel for that and and then at the you know April 14th uh, board meeting they they presented an amendment to our agreement that we only saw the previous Friday, and we had a number of reservations, and it, and it was mostly on the the terms of the agreement. How we were at for years, all these years of the millage over fourteen years, paid on a quarterly basis, and uh, uh, one quarter of the millage amount, and now they wanted it to be invoiced monthly, and and we don't have a problem with that, but it didn't say who and what the terms of the payment would be, how many days would the county have to to pay us, who would review that. So we asked for some clarification on that. We also asked, they they also, it says in this amendment that it would delete uh, the original language about uh, the incarcerated not being eligible for Genesee Health Plan. that they would be eligible and that we would enroll uh, uh, the inmates in Genesee Health Plan. Tom, I can't walk into the jail, you can't walk into the jail, my staff can't walk in the jail and enroll people, you have to have a, a process in place to be able to do that. When someone enrolls into the Genesee health plan, they have to fill out an application. They have to see, we have to see if they qualify for that income wise. We have to see if they're a resident of Genesee County. And we always ask for proofs of those uh, so that we attach those proofs to the uh, enrollment application. So if anybody questions you know, who we cover and who's on the plan, we have that backup there was nothing in this agreement about any process of en- uh, of deeming someone eligible or enrolling these inmates. And we pushed back and said, we need more clarification. And we weren't given that opportunity to get clarification. The board passed this agreement and then had this second uh, uh, resolution that th- this would now go out for, for bid. So th- that bid is not, there's not an RFP out there to bid. and And certainly, uh, we would bid on it if that's um what was deemed, but uh at this point, we're just trying to figure out how we can get an agreement for this year this fiscal year that we don't have that we can both sides can live with
4: is um well there there are a couple of things that come to mind there, Jim one is uh there are specific qualifications for people to enroll in the Genesee Health Plan, and there's no guarantee that that inmates would meet those qualifications because, you know, obviously you don't have to be, you know, a resident or in a certain income bracket or a certain circumstance with regard to health care to end up in jail
5: correct or they might have commercial insurances is the county billing those insurances for medical care there's a lot of questions that are still there and yes that the agreement just was not clear enough to us and we wanted some more clarity uh, on on what that might look like and and that that was our opposition tom we've had a wonderful relationship with the genesee county and genesee county board of commissioners since 2006, when we got this on the original uh, ballot in November of 2006, so this this has just been surprising to us that um, uh, that uh, we're being challenged or there was some uh, comments made that. There's not transparency there's that we're not inclusive, and that can be no further from the truth. Uh, the health plan has always been inclusive. We serve members from every walk in of life in our community in our county corner to corner um, that's what made this millage pass all these years is someone always knew somebody who had been on the health plan they themselves or a family member or friends it's, we've always been inclusive and in transparency we have how we spend our dollars our tax our tax form is right on our website and uh, and we always ran on transparency in our campaigns because uh, voters need to know what their dollars are being spent on
4: does the, uh, does the board have the power or the authority under existing agreements to, um, I don't know, replace the Genesee health plan with a different vendor and continue to use the millage money for that?
5: Well, again, there's a there's a difference of a legal opinion on that. We feel that uh, legally, that uh, um, we are we would be the vendor for these services. Um, the county disagrees with that, so um, that's kind of where some of the standstill is. Uh, and so, um, I, the county could have at any time during this, um, you know, these uh, 14, 15 years, bid these services out. Um, we wouldn't have gone and campaigned uh, ourselves. The county did not go out to the voters and campaign uh, that this millage supported uh, the care and coverage that Genesee Health Plan uh, provides. Uh, we did that. So um, if we were bidding it out every year or um, if that was the case, we wouldn't have gone out and, and, and run those campaigns like that.
4: Now, the Genesee Health Plan actually, uh, according to M Live, started in 2001 with some grants from hospitals and foundations and didn't start millage funding until 2006. Um, what was happening during that, that first five years that led uh, Genesee Health Plan to realize it was time to reach out and do a millage? Was it was it just growing so fast that uh, grant money couldn't keep up?
5: That's correct uh, you're exactly right. Those grant monies were really used to kind of do a study on um, what this might look like. We were managing at that time what we call the adult benefit waiver. Uh, um um population those were childless uh, adults uh, that made 0 to 35% of federal poverty level which is really people who didn't have an income and um and so there was some state dollars that we covered those people but if we really truly wanted to cover um the uninsured which was being estimated at that time around 50,000 people in Genesee County um, that um, the idea for a sustainable millage uh, was brought, it, so it, was, it really is a novel idea. Genesee Health Plan is very unique. There's nothing like it in you know state of Michigan and in, in the United States. The voters came together in, uh, in Genesee County and they've done it now three times to have a unique healthcare services millage that uh, basically provides a Genesee Health Plan coverage for the uninsured.
4: How does how do you see this um, resolving? Business as usual, and and the county can go get the money uh, somewhere else to cover um, inmates at the jail
2: well
5: we we need an agreement. We need to get paid for the dollars that are owed to us uh, for that millage because uh, we 've been providing those uh, paying those medical claims so that really needs to be resolved. So uh, our goal is to continue to negotiate with the county and to get get our payment uh, our payments caught up and and then try to work out what can be done at the jail. Uh, that's the, those are probably the things that we'll still continue to work on. We've been wanting to do this uh, since November of 19 and uh and we were a little bit surprised and, and, and taken aback that this was kind of rushed through uh, April 14th without further continued discussion. So our board of directors, they're, I, I, they're the ultimate control. Uh, I, I report to a board, and sure. so you know, we the board of uh, Genesee Health Plan wants to continue to try to work this out. That's always been our approach.
4: Uh, Jim, has this just uh, sort of dominated everything you do, or is uh G. H. P. still managing to to do the the good work that you do.
5: Well yeah, we certainly <laughs> dominates my time but uh I have a great staff and we continue to enroll people and get them health care coverage. People need health care coverage during this pandemic. It's it's essential. And and that's another reason why we've been kind of hesitant about this. We need every dollar to pay for COVID testing and and care for people who have COVID and and we can't divert those dollars during a pandemic. It just does not make any sense to us. So We still are, you know, we're still paying our providers and they're still seeing our our members and we're enrolling people in health care coverage if they qualify for other things like Medicaid and Medicare. Uh, We still are continuing to do the work that we do and that that will not stop um, while this is being worked on 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 my end. Uh,
4: Jim, have you addressed this uh, issue at all on uh, GHP's website? no again
5: we we've been our goal was to kind of handle this uh, negotiations uh, the way they should be uh, private privately uh, we were very disappointed with when the county went uh, to m live and um and aired uh, this uh, as we were still trying to get this resolved. So uh, we, we haven't made things public, but I'm on your show now, and I did an article, a follow-up article with MLive. We are definitely going to get our word out about what is going on.
4: Well, and the reason that I ask that is I just wonder for people listening um, if there are any any resources where they can find out more about what we're talking about in um and learn a little bit more about this.
5: I I think I would look for those resources in a couple days. We've been uh, really um, planning over the last week or two a, a response and we want to be able to have people advocate. We've had over 90,000 people, Genesee County residents been on the health plan. We would love to have them advocate on our behalf. We would love to have our partners and our medical providers advocate on our behalf. And they said they will do that. So I think we just need to give them the, re- like you said, the resources they need to do that. So I, we're really hoping that we'll have those uh, available uh, to people in the next week.
4: Well, Jim, uh, thanks for spending this time with me this morning, and and please keep me uh, keep me informed. I'm I'm happy to, to share um, your thoughts as, as well. If, if someone from the county board, you know, wanted to, you know, talk about you know their perspective and what their thoughts are and what their rationale is for their behavior, um, but uh, I, you know, I'm I'm certainly always uh, opening. I, I'm certainly always open to uh, staying up to date on uh, the Genesee health plan and, and all of the things that are going on there.
5: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate this time. And if you ever want to talk like vaccinations or anything like that, we can do that as well.
4: <laughs> well, I, I think we'll probably be doing that pretty soon because that's, uh, you know, that's that's where we're at now is getting people uh in the process of getting people vaccinated, so absolutely, we'll, absolutely, we'll try to do that. But uh, okay, in the meantime, thanks again.
5: All right, thank you, Tom.
4: Take care. That was uh, Jim Milanowski. He is the president and CEO of uh, Genesee Health Plan, talking about uh, what's going on with uh, the health plan, their millage. Dollars and uh, the Genesee County Board of Commissioners, and efforts by them to close their budget gap. Um, earlier in the week, I had a conversation with the uh, founder of Funeralocity.com about the um, FEMA grant program that is um, available to reimburse people for funerals related to. COVID-19, up to $9,000 per funeral, and it's it's wide open to anybody. There are no um, income qualifications or anything. Um, And Ed Michael Reggie uh, was explaining that to us earlier in the week. Well, the the system kind of blew up, so I I did a follow-up conversation with Ed, which is coming up right after the break, about the procedure and and how to go about requesting that money hi this is joe by from the blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner program
2: while we've been staying safe at home scientists have been on a journey the destination a COVID-19 vaccine this journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810 767
0: 6490
4: The Tom Sumner Program. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back everybody. My next guest was uh, just on the show recently to explain to us how the uh the the FEMA grant program works for uh, reimbursing people for uh, COVID-related funeral expenses. He is the founder of Funeralocity.com. Uh Ed Michael Reggie joins me by phone with an update <laughs> because uh uh, apparently, uh, the program is working a little too well. Ed, welcome back. It's great to be with you, Tom. And and so, what happened exactly? FEMA's phones blew up or something?
0: The FEMA's phones, the phones have blown up. There, there is uh, you know a wait time that varies during the day, but uh, it, one calls and does get into a a. a, a, a a recording system that gives you the particulars of what you need to have when you do get connected to a consultant. But um, just as we talked about, this program that FEMA is offering is only available by calling. Its not There are no online applications uh, at this time.
4: And, and there's no place to even drop by and, and see someone in person, of course.
0: No, this is all, and I'm sure some of that is COVID-related, but uh, as you know, FEMA doesn't have offices all over America either. Um, This is something that you've got to call in, and they, uh, if the call lasts about 20 minutes, they're going to ask for uh, household income numbers, even though there are no income limits to this benefit. It's an amazing program in that, any family who has lost a loved one to COVID can be reimbursed up to $9,000, and that's going forward. So if a, if a loved one passes away today, yes, they could spend up to $9,000 on the funeral and get it reimbursed.
4: Well, I, I was kind of surprised. I had not heard about the program uh, a week ago when you and I first talked about it, and it um, I, I'm surprised that so many people found out about it so quickly
0: um, well I guess the news spreads fast when a generous program is available
4: <laughs> when there's money to be had right
0: yes you do you have, do um, you have any this, I- is, this is an amazing program
4: do you have any idea what kind of um, what Well, what did people run into when they tried to call in?
0: Um, People have had to call back, and a lot of times they don't have all the information ready uh, that the uh, FEMA employee is asking. So the best thing to do is to go to FEMA.gov and look at what they want you to have in hand. They want the Social Security number of the deceased. They want your Social Security number, your address, and your household income. Um, the person who's being reimbursed. So they're going to ask you a lot of information, and you're going to end up having to call back if you don't have all that. So the best thing is preparation, and the best thing to do is to go to FEMA.gov first and get your facts in order so that you're ready to speak and, and accelerate the whole
4: process. Is, do you have to have a death certificate, or is the uh, Social Security number of the deceased enough for FEMA to verify death?
0: You absolutely have to have a death certificate. They're going to ask you to upload two documents. One will be the death certificate, and the second one will be the receipt showing the funeral expenses. So those they're going to want that information. They also want to know if, if, the, if the person purchased pre-need, the deceased pre-need insurance. They want to know that information, and the reason they want to know it is they're not going to reimburse those who prepaid their funeral
4: and, through insurance. Oh, through insurance. Um, with Now, with the receipts, as you and I talked about, a lot of people have chosen cremation and put off having... Uh, some sort of a memorial service, some did memorial services online uh, but uh a, a lot of people maybe haven't had the the get together with with friends and family you know the the send off that we equate with funerals um, should they hold off until they have all the expenses and can they send? more than one receipt, like a receipt for a service and a receipt for the cremation.
0: You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the policy um, is implemented because they're asking for a receipt of the date at which the funeral services were took place. But we know that funerals can take place over two or three days. Uh, and I would recommend that they save receipts. And even though there may be a month, two, three months in between the two events, as long as it's traced to the same Social Security number of the deceased, it is related then to that funeral. And, and indeed, there can be um, part of the funeral that takes place later. And,
4: and again, um, this is up to... to cover costs for funerals related specifically to COVID.
0: That's right. The cause of death will have to have COVID as a contributing factor. With a lot of the elderly, you know, they'll have two or three contributing factors. Uh, COVID might have been one, and that's fine.
4: Now, there have been well over 500, maybe 600,000 deaths related right. to covid are are they anticipating uh reimbursement for all of those i
0: i they must have been because uh, it's a you know um they, it's open ended there is no deadline um and at some point maybe we'll hear about a deadline and then that will that will cut off the the um, you know the program but it's a you know multi Uh, could be in the billions of dollars reimbursement.
4: Ed, do you have uh, information about this available at Funeralocity.com?
0: We do. We do. When you go right to the homepage at Funeralocity.com, you will see uh, an immediate place where you can click to get this information. And, of course, at com, you see the prices of every funeral and cremation provider. It's the first place that people really should start looking before they call that funeral home. Uh, so many Americans just call what they consider their family funeral home without looking at quality information, pricing information. Uh, it's an expensive item. The funeral is typically the fifth most expensive item in someone's life. and. It should be, and I hate to use the word "shopped," but it should be shopped to a certain extent.
4: Well, Ed, it's um, great of you to give us this update to our uh, our previous conversation, and as as you've said multiple times, this is a pretty amazing program.
0: It really is. It's um, uh, it's amazing, and every American should do their best if they qualify to get reimbursed. Well, I think Ed, this is all part of the stimulus package, you know, that uh, putting this money in circulation will have a multiplier effect, I think, beyond uh, reimbursement. It's just a good thing for the economy.
4: Well, Ed, um, again, thank you. And I, I, before, we, uh, before we end this, um, I would like to give you an opportunity to share those two websites, the, uh, the FEMA website and, of course, Funeralocity.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm happy to do that. FEMA.gov, go right to page one and you'll see um, uh, an opportunity to click to get the full information on funeral reimbursement. You can also go to Funeralocity.com and get the same information and, of course, a lot more information about funeral information providers across the country.
4: Well, Ed, thanks again for uh, for the update and the additional information. It was good talking to you again.
0: Uh, Thanks for what you do, Tom. Great to talk with you. All right.
4: Take care. Take care. That was uh, Ed Michael Reggie from uh, Funeralocity.com. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner program. I
3: have to lay low for a while We're all in for a bumpy ride. I'll we'll see you on the other side. It's not the same without you here. I hold on to this phone so tight. I for you a goodnight kiss I'll see you on the other side When I crawl out of my cage When the world is purified I will find you and I promise this I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side And I'll meet you with arms open wide See you on the other side See you on the other side See you on the other side And I'll meet you with arms open wide See you on the other side
6: You pilots, get off my lawn! We're trying to do a radio show down here.
4: It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here.